The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Every now and then you'll come across just the most amazing story of a refugee who arrived on Australian shores and now is leading a church in Australia. Pwok Okwier is a 34-year-old father of two. He was born in Ethiopia in a small town called Gambella. He came to Australia as a refugee in 2012 with his family after a genocide that took place in 2003 which left 420 men dead. Today, Pwok is the pastor of a church on the Gold Coast and primarily to African people, I assume they're Ethiopian people, who are a part of his church. But Pwok's joining us to tell something of his story. Hi, Pwok. Welcome along to 2020. Hi. How are you, Neil? I'm doing good today. Pwok, it was just a little while ago you were a caller on one of our talkback programs on 2020 and you began to tell your story and I said at the time, We'll need to take a little bit of extra time to tell your story in its entirety. Pwok, take us back to Ethiopia and what was going on when the genocide took place in your town. Yes, it was on 2003, December 13, when the Ethiopian group, soldiers and some islanders people that we have been living with them together. It was a Saturday and... They start shooting and killing, especially targeting the men and what, and and also like the people who have good education background. And the first people to be targeted was me in my my house, and they killed nine people in our family, including my father, who was a pastor in one of the local church there. So I hear the message at that time. I, I was in Kenya because I left Ethiopia in 2001. So when I hear the news, it was really unbelievable because something that you can't imagine, a government coming and kill its own people. It's a tragic circumstance, and it no doubt would be difficult for us Australians to understand the politics that would have been going on in Kenya politics that were going on in Ethiopia at the time, but uh, there was real oppression. And was it targeting Christian people or was it your village, your town that was targeted overall? Yeah, overall. They were targeting overall. Yes, that was the main... Only specific on, on men. They're targeting only men. Yes. Okay. Nine members of your family were killed in that attack. Yes. Yes. So it was your father and and what other members of your family? My father and my uncle, who is a brother to my mom, and his son, and two boys who was been grow up in our in our family. My dad grow helped them to to do their school there, 
and other people, other people run out from like to to feel thinking that in pastor I will be safe, not not knowing that there will be worse place for them to be killed. And Brock, you were filled with hatred after that attack, losing nine members of your family. And I think every listener to our conversation would understand something of the feeling of revenge that you might have, having lost so many members of your family. What did you do feeling that revenge in the action that you took against the Ethiopian government? Yeah, at that time when my sister calling me from the United States, uh, it was the only thing just come to my mind is to revenge, to go and kill or find out who killed my daddy or my family. But because there was no any option, that the only thing is to go to South Sudan and find for the other group that like the guerrilla fighters, like the, the opposition who are in the ground there, to join them so I can get access to go to Gambela or fight to overthrow the government. That's what is the first thing come to my mind. So I left Kenya to South Sudan, 2001, three, two, until 2006. I was been been a rebel. So you joined a a group of guerrilla fighters. You became a rebel against the Ethiopian government. How long were you fighting in that guerrilla group? Uh, it looked like around like four years, because from 2001, from 2003, until 2006. I've been doing that thing. I used to come to Kenya, recruit more people, and go to South Sudan. And yeah, that's what I was been doing from turn three until six when I end up in prison. What sort of attacks were you launching against the Ethiopian government? Were these minor skirmishes or were these major battles? Uh, it's a minor because they're those guerrilla fighters that are not very well equipped because those are some people who also lost their families and like like me as, as well. So what they did, they just come to South Sudan, they buy their what, whatever they can find to go and do some revenge and attack, like ambushing, all those things because they are they are not a, a very well equipped guerrilla, but are like. A group of people that who want to like to revenge and go attack and that's what the only thing they've been doing so it's a minor thing so you were fighting against the ethiopian government but you were eventually arrested by the south sudan government yeah it was because south sudan at that time they don't they, they, they it was not a, a government there was still a guerrilla so before we used to to access and do everything in their land. And they are a very good friend of us before, but after they get their own independence, they become a government, and they made an arrangement with the Ethiopian government that they don't want any guerrillas, like any something to be happening in their borders. So the people who are very good friends of us, they turn their back on us in a time that you can expect, and we find ourselves in a prison. And the only thing they say they're going to kill us or they will be giving, ending up over to the Ethiopian government. So it was a really, really bad thing. So I end up in a container with a, one of my friends. We, we were six at that time, get arrested. We were, we detained in a container for almost like one year in the shipping container there. You were detained in a shipping container. And yes. you were there at that time. Was that in... South Sudan, or were you in Ethiopia? In South Sudan border. Okay, and I imagine that it's a very hot place 
uh, there on the yeah. South Sudan border. What was the conditions like being basically uh, jailed in a container for 12 months? It is very, very, when it is hot, it is very hot. When the coldness comes, it is very, very cold. So it is, they have their all that has been to, for air to get in. But if I can, it's really, really, really hot. And we smell like a dead person because really, really, I, I can't, really, really bad. Really, 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 really hot. I can imagine. Uh, Puak, you were the son of a pastor your father, who was killed in the attack, in the genocide, he was pastoring a church. You were introduced to faith in Christ at a very young age. What happened to your faith when all of this revenge took over and you decided to join the guerrilla fighters? Yeah, what happened? I hate God and I become drug addicted because I thought that if it is God, if God is there, how can all those things could happen to our family? So for me at that time, I thought I was backslided, but I realized nowadays I, even I was not safe. That's what I got. I, I, I understand later because I was a religion man before, but in that country, in that prison, it is where I, I found out the real Jesus, the, the real my savior, and it is the, the condition who made me to who am I today. So you're jailed in a shipping container in South Sudan, and this is a place where you reflect on those things that you heard as a boy and the stories about Jesus, uh, those things from the Bible, and those things came alive to you while you were being held in the shipping container. Yes, that story. to make the story very short, because it is a long, longer story, in that content there are some girls that normally used to, to, to watch about, like, to, to look after the prison in, in the country, which is us. So a certain lady, even I don't know who she even, but I can say I can say that is the angel God sent her for for a reason. She just sent a, a, a small piece of of letter through the, the one of the guards. And when I just read on the letter, there is nothing but only the, the the verse that in the Bible, and that was the Roman chapter twelve, from eleven until the end of it, and that verse challenge me and make me convict that I'm just not doing the right thing, I'm doing the bad thing, because it tell me that <clears throat> don't overcome evil by evil, but you have to overcome evil by, by, by good. And you have to love your enemy, don't don't revenge. That's what Paul says to, 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 to those. And since that time, when I just read that verse, the night, when, because you can't sleep, we, we just try to sleep, we, we, we don't, we can't sleep but in that container. So I was the, 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 the first keep memory in my mind, and I, I thought before that I was doing the right thing because fighting for freedom for your own people, it is the right thing for me because I was like thinking like, like those of Mandela or those who fight for the freedom. So that was in my mind thinking that I'm doing the right thing. But now God, Holy Spirit, convict me that I'm not doing the, 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 the good the, the thing that I was supposed to do. So the same night, I, I, I just dreamed that my father coming to me and say that, Poets, you are not doing the thing that I want you to do. Who told you to do this? And I remember one thing that he was telling us when we were kids, that he used to tell us that God has told him before we were born that he will be, passed, he will be killed by people, but people who are going to kill him, they become a good Christian and will be... A messenger of the gospel. That's what he was telling us. The thing that he told us when we were kids come to me after that dream. So I say, okay, God, if you are there, really, 
if you get me out from this container or from this place, I will serve you wherever you send me. And it'll take like 12 months, six months again without anything changed. So, like, I didn't, but from that time, God told me now, you have to forgive the people that will kill your father. If you forgive, you will be my, 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 my servant. And I say, it was really hard. It, it take time for me to forgive. But finally, the, the hatred, the, the, the bitterness that I was having, the, 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 the thing that I, the revenge thing, all those things get disappeared from, from my heart. So I become like a newborn and I got the joy that I can't explain. It is something which is, I, I have a peace of mind. And yeah, it is really, really, really something that changed my mind from that time. So I become a different person. And God continued talking to me, and he, started, he said, he said that I put you in this prison for good, for, for, my, for, for, for good, because I have a good plan for you. I want you to come out of all this addiction that you have. That's why I've put you here in this container. The power of forgiveness. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Pwak Akwir is our guest. Is uh, a 34-year-old father of two children, uh, born in Ethiopia came to Australia as a refugee in 2012 after his family uh, were killed in a genocide that took place in 2003. It left 420 men dead. Pwok lost nine members of his family. Today, he's pastoring a church on the Gold Coast in Queensland. We're back with more in just a short while. We're taking time to hear the story of a refugee who arrived on our Australian soil back in 2012 His family had been killed in a genocide that took place in 2003. Nine members of Kwok Okwia's family were killed. Kwok was so overcome with revenge that he joined guerrilla fighters against the Ethiopian government. He was eventually arrested by the South Sudan government and spent 12 months being jailed inside a shipping container where he had an encounter with God And the feeling of revenge lifted as he experienced the forgiveness of God. Uh, Tell me, Kwok, about that forgiveness and just how powerful it is uh, when you know that you are forgiven and that you are able to forgive those who've killed your family members. Yeah, there's a lot about forgiveness, Neil. Uh, That's why we just come out with this check called Shine the Light, because... The forgiveness that God has given for us, forgiven us, when we just, because since that time I started reading the Bible, so when I just read the Bible, the Bible just comes sweet and just God talking to me of the Bible. So I come out when I was reading when Jesus was being asked by his disciple how to pray. And when he told his disciple how to pray, there is a time when he said, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And as God's God and the rich way, I say that, Father, forgive us as we forgive those who against uh, who trespass against us, which means without forgiveness, it is really hard for our Father who is in heaven to forgive us. So we have to forgive for other to forgive for for God to forgive us. That's what Peter also he was asking Jesus one time in the Bible. That even we read, they say, how, how many times can we forgive one another? It's seven times, and they're very interesting in that verse that Jesus used. Not not the the, 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 the seven times seven something. It is the parable that Jesus has used the king who some who have a servant owe some money from him and he was not able to pay him back. And the king says that now you from now you and your family you're gonna be my slave. 
and the the, 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 the servant who was begging his king to forgive him, and the king said, okay, go free, even don't pay me. When he was just sent home, there's another person who holds some money from him, so he put that person in, in jail. When another person that who saw the drama that who was been happening because of the guy that who was being forgive, but now he's not able to forgive another one, when the master hear that, the master was get annoyed and because he told him, you, you don't realize what I was doing for, for you yesterday. I've, I've forgiven. It is, it is not easy for you to forgive one another. So forgiveness, it is a must for we as a Christian. And because when we forgive, we will have that a, a, a peace of mind. Because God was telling me that we are not fighting with the Bible is telling us we are not fighting with people. Because before I was thinking that the Ethiopian government, the people who killed my father, that are the real enemy of me. But now since I've come, to, God has told me that are brothers of me because I don't know what they have been doing. It was not them. It is the devil using them to do the, the wrong thing because devil come to steal, to to kill, and to destroy. That's the aim of devil all the time. Is is using people to do the right, the, the bad thing. So our fighting, it is with the, the principality of the, the darkness, which is the devil himself, set up himself by spirit. But with body, those are our friends, our brothers. They don't know what they're doing. That's why Jesus, when he was on that cross, he was on the cross very painful. He said, Father, forgive me because they don't know what they're doing. Proc, the Lord healed your broken heart and you began to preach while you were in prison, detained in a shipping container and as I understand it, most of the prisoners are now born again Christian believers. Yeah, it was really hard because some of my friends, when I just gave my life to God, they didn't knew that what I'm, what was happening to me. So some of them accept what I was telling them, and now they are good Christians. They are doing the, the, the same thing I'm just doing now, like preaching the gospel. But other friends who had what I've, they become, I become a, a, a friend, I become a enemy for them because they think that I, I'm out of my mind. And they got caught again. Now they're in prison. Some of them live in prison. Other friends of mine also who don't, who, who refuse what I was telling now, some of them kill. But you can see the difference. God asked, if I didn't give my life to God, I would have been among now the people now maybe in prison or among the dead person who was being killed, my friend. But because I hear what God has told me, I can see the difference, and I have come to realize that God has something in my life to do and to preach the gospel of forgiveness. And this is the reason now I just want to reach out to my people who still have that bitterness in their heart for what happened back home in December 13, to forgive the, 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 those who, who wronged them, who killed them, the, 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 their loved one. So this is the message I want my, my people, especially here in Australia, back home, Ethiopia, also wherever they are in refugee camp, to forgive the government of Ethiopia and also to forgive those who killed their parents because it is not them at all. It is the enemy Satan using the people, the government, the authority to do the wrong thing. Pwaku, you were released from prison and you went to Kenya, lived there as a refugee and you arrived in Australia in 2012. You've started a church and for almost the last year you've had a church in Helensvale on the Gold Coast called Shine the Light Church. Tell us about your church. Yes, uh, 
because the church we started last year, I was waiting because when I just came out from that prison, I didn't know that I would be coming to our overseas or to Australia or wherever, like a place I am today. Because I tell God that if you get me out from here, I will just go wherever you send me. So I'm just waiting to go back to Africa. That's what I was waiting for. So last year when I was praying and asking God, God tell me, he told me that this is the place I, I, I bring you to start from here. And I say, oh, and he say, yes, this, this is the place. And I was asking God, I said, we are not many here because as we are, people come from my country, from, from Gambela, they are not even, we are not 50 in all Australia. In Brisbane here, we are like 30 people. And it says, you have to start from here. So we just pray and I ask one of my mentors, who is Pastor Tony, in live in Kofsawa. We pray for it, we pray for it, and God answer our prayer, and we started the church, and the church now is just doing well, very well, and people also that are responding to the message of forgiveness. And, yeah, God is doing really, really amazing thing in our church now. Well, Pwok, your church, Shine the Light Church, meeting in Helensvale, and you have an amazing story, and I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share it with our listeners on 2020. Uh, really appreciate you telling the story of forgiveness, of finding Christ in a shipping container where you were detained for 12 months after being caught for being a guerrilla fighter. Uh, just uh, an amazing story, and I want to thank you for that and honor you for your ability to be able to share the good things, the good news about Jesus Christ, and appreciate you being with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.